Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss shame. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. How are you there? I feel like my body right before I have to do reading, basically any time before I need to get like, I need to be able to talk in a way that's like sort of important. I feel like my body's like, would you like to be super burpy for no reason and feel a little bit scared of what's going to happen? It's like, yeah, thanks body. So that was part of why I was quiet up at the top here. I was like, "Uh oh, (laughs) (laughs) this is all of you learning about me. I feel like it's one of those days I just walked outside to come into my studio and I'm like, am I stoned? Like I'm not, I haven't smoked weed in so long, but I feel so high today. I feel the sky is all must dusty. I don't know. It's just what is going on? I feel like maybe it's Monday. Maybe it's like, you can't fight that corporate conditioning no matter how hard you try. I felt a little less stoned today than I had from just like holiday stuff. And it's been really dreary, like really gray, but like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. That it just feels really soupy since it gets dark late anyway, that today, I don't know why I'm so horny for snow. I want snow. So bad because I want to know that we're all not going to die too. Like I think that's what it is. Like I, I've never wanted it is for me uh, snore. I've never wanted snow (laughs) like more badly than than like I have this year. I'm watching so much weird shit. I mean, granted, I'm into so much weird shit. Like it's not like that's new, but I'm compulsively watching all this stuff on YouTube about people who live in like the Arctic Circle and stuff, and like. I just it's so weird. I'm like, what is this? You know, like I was talking to you earlier today about like moving to the mountains, like to really hibernate like this winter. I don't know. I want deep, deep winter. I don't I don't know what's up with that. But I do think I I agree with you that some of it, I think, is that it's affirming that we're not going to all die. Like I'm not the person pumped when it's in the 60s in January. It upsets no, me. So bizarre. Same. So we're talking about I'm like, shame. Yeah, I was going to say, do you feel? shame around it (laughs) perchance (laughs) i i'm stoked i'm stoked to be here talking about shame i am i'm ready okay so definition wise i've got two sources for us because i felt like and something i've been learning and doing these little definitions for us is often like we're talking about it from a psychological viewpoint, you know? And if you look at just the definition of that, that doesn't always encompass it. So I have a little bit of the two for us today. Merriam and Webster says definition of shame. One, a, a painful emotion caused by consciousness of guilt, shortcoming, or impropriety. One, B, the susceptibility to such emotion. Have you no shame? A condition of humiliating disgrace or disrepute. Okay. The shame of being arrested is the example. 3A, something that brings Uh. censor or reproach. Also something to be regretted. It's a shame you can't go. B, a Mm. cause of feeling shame. Shame is a verb. Shaming. uh, Oh, here we go. Definition of shame is a transitive verb. To bring shame to shame to the family name. To put shame by outdoing. To cause to feel shame. To force by so much shame. Yeah, but it's like, what the fuck does any of that mean? So I was like, let me Google like what's the psychological definition of shame, and I found this from verywellmind.com. That had a lot of really helpful resources that I would recommend to anyone who's kind of curious about shame. I appreciated the way they broke things down, and I might read y'all a little bit later the differences between shame and guilt because I thought that was really interesting, but. 
shame can be defined as a feeling of embarrassment or humiliation that arises in relation to the perception of having done something dishonorable, immoral, or improper. It was interesting, though, because Mm. like when looking up at shame, people are like, yeah, it's pretty bad. We don't like it. It's like pretty universally regarded as a negative emotion, which I mean, anyone dabbling in the psychological arts, I think is really hesitant to label anything negative because, you know, they're like, we experience all of it, you know, no bad feelings. Everything's valid, blah, 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 blah. And it was interesting how with negative, uh, how with shame, all these people were like universally like, yeah, it's bad, you know, because and, you know, Brene Brown, if she's not only the patron saint of vulnerability, but she really is a lot about shame as well. And something I thought was really interesting that this very well mind article was talking about is that, yes, that shame is a negative emotion, but it's also played an integral part in our species survival because it's part of what can be topped tapped into for us to be regulated like that's part of how you can get people to follow like laws and stuff which i thought was really interesting that it's like oh there's this like three percent part of it which that that like serves us but overall it's hugely problematic when we're internalizing it because we internal lies it as it like divorcing us from our belonging in term and we internalize it as like I am bad like not what I did was but I am which I think is fascinating like that we make that leap without like trying to do you think we make that leap because we're taught to make that leap or because that's just human nature to go to like the worst (laughs) I think shame is so overwhelming and debilitating when it fires that we don't even know that's what we're doing. I think it's kind of similar to trauma in the sense of like, we don't get a say in how it's filed, you know, that it's just like, yeah, you know, because something for me that, you know, I'd be really curious what your relationship with shame is. But like, I think, I mean, I felt so much shame as a little kid, you know, like, and was so self-conscious and was just sort of like, had this constant feeling of like low grade embarrassment that I think came from, it's directly related to trauma. And the older I got, and I went through a phase where I definitely was like the sluttiest emotionally. I was like, Hi, my name is Anna. Here's my trauma. Da, 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 da. My favorite color is blue, you know, and people like couldn't handle it. And when I started to read more about like shame and trauma and all these different things and about, about how so many times like we're often in order to heal shame, we have to offload it. We got to get it out of us, you know, is like a big part of it. And a big part of that is like telling your story or talking about what you feel shame around. And I find it fascinating that in that process, almost all of us choose the worst people. Like we choose people who cannot hold the story and then it reinforces the shame. I don't know about you, but I went around in that circle for, I would say, probably five years, you know, of just like, oh, I feel really bad about this. Well, let me tell it to the person who has zero emotional capabilities. And I feel uh, worse yeah. about because- it. <laughs> totally. And then be like, what a fucking asshole I yeah. am to even <laughs> say it out loud. I don't deserve anything. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't even pick the right person to talk to shame yeah, about. Like, oh, well, I'm right. You know, like it is pretty gross. Yeah. Look how grossed out they are. <laughs> <laughs> they seem horrified yeah, I'm not right even now. noting that this is someone who's like also probably pretty grossed out by like their entire existence, steeped you know, in, like yeah, steeped in so shame. So not about really. me, but I find it just like... Oh my God. It's like when you're learning about boundaries and you want to go like test it out with your family, it's like, no, that's the Olympics. You train for that shit. Like start the smaller. And it's like, you start with the girl at the totally. Shop. Oh my God. That's literally what I was thinking in my head. A second. Oh my God. It was really? literally. Kind of yeah. That's amazing. I literally was. 
this is why we're partners, y'all. It's like our hierarchy of needs. Like, of course, both are <laughs> both our brains. We're like, what's a low stakes thing? We're like, coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> but really, it's <laughs> not. Don't fuck that. We're up. like, no, it'd be real important in our lives. But yeah, that it's like, oh my god, it just cracks me up that it's like, let me go tell this person versus like, you know, trying it out with an old friend or something. I feel like. I would tell the worst people versus like trying to talk to the people I did know and trust, you know, because like that felt so shameful too. like, oh, there seems to be some like reprieve from this shame of like we pretend this thing about me doesn't exist or something. I don't know. But before we talk to other people, I feel like what I've learned, one of the things I've learned about shame is we have to talk to ourselves about it, which is what, I mean, maybe that's not true for everyone. Certainly it's not always true, but I've found that me working stuff out before I process it with somebody else is healthier for me and creates like a safety net almost of like, you've already kind of been here. Like you've already, you already know sort of your way around what it is you're feeling shame about or, and if I come to some realization, like through, you know, a session with somebody or a friend, I mean, I try not to talk to friends that much about this kind of stuff anymore at all, really, which I don't know. Is that, is that bad? Um, (laughs) I mean, I guess I, (laughs) I just don't talk to my friends about shame anymore. I mean, I, think that it depends i think my relationship with what i process I yeah but I, I think like it's funny i think if you had asked me that a year ago i'd been like Nina, that's bad like you need to talk to people and then you've actually taught me a lot about that of like stop fucking talking to everyone you know like <laughs> like somewhere yes. in the middle yeah. somewhere in the middle I, lies lies the, I agree, the truth I agree. you know like, like cuz there's a big thing there's something i mean like your friend shouldn't be your therapist number 1 no that's what i mean yes i think that's the way you're intending it and two i do yeah. think like you're not going to really free yourself from it if you don't ask yourself what's the story around it if you're like whoa i felt a lot of shame around that like what's that about? Like, we're the only ones with those answers. Like, it's helpful. Like, my therapist can only do so much for me if I just say, like, you know, this happened. You know, if I say to her, oh, my gosh, I got in a fight with Nina and I felt really ashamed and did it. And she's like, "Okay, cool. Like, let's go down. Like, what did Nina say that made you have that response? Okay, what's that story? You know, but if I'm just like, I had a fight and I feel weird. Like she can only help me so much, you know? So it's like, you have to do some of that inquiry to realize like what even happened, you know? Yeah. Right. So something I found interesting on this very well mind, which granted, you know, take all of this with a grain of salt. It is not a replacement for real mental health care. If you feel like shame is really impacting your life, by all means, get some professional care. Don't go buy this website but i just thought it was or this or this, or this podcast, podcast yeah, like, <laughs> we're just as like we're trying to figure it out just as much as you are so i thought this was interesting though that they broke down like the different they said according to the academic book shame which i was like oh and then i was like oh academic published by oxford university press i was like that's not gonna be a fun read let's be real no boring and i find that stuff so dense and it's like it's not fun to like look up a word every three words like that you're not reading then you're just learning vocab at that point but anyway the authors identified four different categories of shame behaviors the hot response to behavior sexy or not (laughs) not that response is so hot (laughs) two behaviors to cope with or conceal shame three safety behaviors to avoid shame or being discovered for behaviors to prepare shame. So the hot response, these are things you do when you feel ashamed and defensive, such as lashing out in anger or attacking the other person to deflect attention from yourself. The hot response is usually an impulsive reaction. Behaviors to cope with or conceal shame. These might be things like making yourself feel small, trying to avoid being the center of attention or not sharing your thoughts or feelings. Concealing yourself is is a method of self-protection. Safety behaviors Mm -hmm. to avoid shame or being discovered. 
These might be things like apologizing, crying, or avoiding conflict. People who have a tendency toward being emotional or avoiding conflict might be more likely to engage in safety behaviors, behavior to repair shame. These might include things like doing things to soothe yourself or apologizing to others. For example, if you forgot an important anniversary, you might tell yourself you had a lot going on in your mind or engage in gestures to show them you are sorry, which I thought was interesting to think about. Like, I think so often, like what you and I have learned through doing this is like, you know, we'll have a word, we'll be thinking about it and think about like what our journey has been with it. But it's like, it just keeps being emphasized to me how complex these things are that we're starting with one word shame. And then it's like, we're learning all these types of it. Well, we're learning all these different ways it expresses. Then there's also different types of shame and all these things that it's just like, wow, how is it that any of us figure out how to get up and get dressed and like go about things every day? There's just so much to learn and balance and, you know, try to integrate. It's remarkable. I feel like the shames, I mean, there's so many pieces to what you just said in the definition what I would originally have thought of coming into this was about myself and like generally was a defensiveness or becoming small. And when you mentioned the latter part of it, which was to essentially like try to make up for it by like, I'm picturing like buying a gift or did you say that? And I just, was it like trying to repair saying sorry like yeah make, right by like making it up to Gestures. somebody yeah that stuff is is becoming so much clearer to me in this part of my life where I see people or I'll see it in myself and that has become like this interesting way that it manifests in people like making up for it making gestures that don't feel you know, very genuine, obviously, because they're rooted in guilt or shame. And I just, I feel so bad for us all. Yeah. (laughs) Like part of me is just like, oh man, can we just be nicer to ourselves? And shame is such an obstacle, I think, for so many people because it overshadows so much, but it almost like suffocates us, you know? And we, and you said earlier, I don't think a lot of people even realize how drenched in it they are from, I remember, I think I've told this random story on this podcast before, but I remember my first memory of shame. I don't have like a lot of memories, but one of my first memories of shame was that's not super intense one was I was at camp and I was young and these boys picked me up and I thought they were really cute. And they, and they turned me upside down and like my arm was open and my armpit was out. And I guess I had like an errant hair. Yeah, yeah. I was like nine or 10 and they like would not let it go the whole day. And I was so embarrassed and I felt so much shame. And I remember just being like, I'm awful. Like, because I, because I literally was like learning to shave my armpits and I missed a spot. Well, I mean, regardless, I mean, like if, it, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, you should have been, I mean, at that point you should have been waxing and been much better at it. I mean, obviously, obviously. I'm like, excuse me, got to go get my bikini zone. And <laughs> you're like, I'm sorry. My waxer couldn't get me in before camp. <laughs> She's off on Tuesdays. You guys, I, I know. I feel like <laughs> the things, Oh my God. When I was a kid, it was so free floating and I had such a physical reaction to shame where like hot face and I literally can mm. feel this sensation of me like shutting down, collapsing inward. It was such a like, what's maybe like the opposite of a black hole? Like I just felt like my energy, everything, my essence, my personality, all of it would just like collapse for a second you know or what did you think was gonna happen did you do you remember I think it was like, thinking anything was going mm, to happen I think I'm still trying to answer that because I mean I think I've talked to you about my fear of like so often of when like I really think if I step into something or claim something that like someone's gonna jump out of the bushes and be like you're a dumb bitch like you're not that you know 
And I really think a lot of that started when I gotcha. gotcha, Yeah. When I was a kid and anything like there wasn't a lot of tenderness in my family. Like, and I don't mean just my parents, I mean like across the board and it was like, there wasn't vulnerability. There wasn't a lot of authenticity. Like, so there was so much self-consciousness that, okay, I'm going to tell you all a secret. You can't tell anyone. You especially can't tell my mother. My mom got into edibles in later years <laughs> and <laughs> it was great. It was actually like bonding for her. She and I, you know, I was, she was like, Oh my God, I love drugs. They make me not self-conscious. And I was like, that's their selling point, mom. Like that's like, that's it, you know? And she was like, I just feel really free and I feel silly and I dance and, and all this stuff. And it was like interesting because my mom is very who she is in some ways. And I was like, oh, this self-consciousness is generational. Like, oh, I had just kind of misunderstood it in a way. I had just thought sort of like it had been me or like it had been done to me or something. And I was like, no, this is part of a larger dynamic, you know? So I think also too, I would have really intense reactions to things I was already a little insecure about. And my family dynamic was so black and white and was so like, good people do this, like bad people do this. And I was almost always on the side of the bad people in the sense of just like, I, this is the dumbest stuff of like, you know, my mom would put me in all these like cutesy, like tights and things. And, and my grandmother once found me in the basement. This is like when you tell one of those stories you think is like kind of funny and people are like, Oh, that's trauma. But like my grandmother found me like hopping, hiding a leg behind the other in the basement it was like, what are you doing? What is happening? And I was like, I, I got a hole in my tights and she's going to be so mad. I was like three. And it was like, good people do this, bad people do this. And I was like, I don't know how to like not get a hole in tights. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it doesn't feel super in my control. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm playing and doing this. It was always this, like, if you can't do this stuff or if you can't, it's like, you're a bad person, you know, in a way. Like, I think if I, if my mom like heard this or my, you know, they would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course, you're not a bad person. But I don't think people in these moments, when you have these choices of like, we can't control how someone internalizes something. So should it make us more mindful about our delivery, you know, of that? I'm sent, I'm like being so crazy about these tights. Like maybe I should like not set up a toddler to fail and should get her some leggings. Get a little bitch some leggings. Don't no, kidding. I think, I mean, I've said this before. I see it in my son all the time. Like he was eating a popsicle today and spilled some on the couch. And he's so, so sensitive about spilling things. And I mean, I'm very clean, but I never, ever say anything to him about that. I'll just be like, it's no big deal. I'll clean it right up. It's all good. And he's like, oh, no, mommy, I spilled. I'm like, it's totally fine, honey. Mommy will clean it. It's no problem. And I see the relief on his face and I wonder so many times throughout the day, like what happened? I mean, I would never do it. What would happen if the conversation went differently? And for so many children, it goes so differently. How could you do that? What were you thinking? Or just like, oh, I, you know, I've been working so hard on something that my parents used to do all the time that I'm just realizing is very connected to like sh shame that I, I have or hold is when my mom used to make the sound. She still does it. Or my mm. dad too. And they'd be like, oh, yes. Oh, oh, I know. Oh my God. The, the sound. sound. And I catch myself doing it sometimes. And Milo looking up at me like really quickly. And I'm like, it's all It's okay. It's all good. I'm just clear my throat. But I feel that in my body. And I remember that like, oh shit, I did something wrong. Or my mom thinks I did something wrong or whatever. And you know, we just, we do have to be careful with our delivery. I think there's a fine line, right, between being aware and being so afraid 
to hurt somebody's feelings or fuck somebody up that we don't say, you know, anything. But I think people are finding find it hard to like have a middle yeah. space where they can just be who they are. And I think your our parents' generation is very focused on like if they're not perfect. Yes. Like if I bring up anything about my mom or my, like, uh, well, I, I just, you know, it's like, well, I thought I was a good mom. I'm like, lady, nobody's saying you're a bad mom. I'm just, she's, I hope she doesn't listen to this. She's going to be mad. She's going to be like, so. love you, mom. Love you, mom. But it's, I find it interesting in that generation. I think I see it more than just with her where it's like, I'm not saying that you're bad. I'm saying that something happened that didn't feel good. Yeah. And I think they carry a lot of shame because think about how their parents talked oh to God, them. Was- there was like zero conversation about emotion or like wellness in terms of, you know, mind, body, soul. <laughs> like, how are you doing? That wasn't a fucking yeah. thing. Well, also, like my mom's incredibly defensive as well. Sometimes when I'm like, can we just kind of, you know, compare notes on this? You know, like she's not super interested. I mean, and and she gives me a lot I and mean, she does give me a lot of access to her. She has been willing to discuss a lot. Like I'm, I, I can't fault her for that, but that defensiveness, I mean, talk about like a deflection for shame, you know, like, and, and I think about that a lot too, that of like when I can be defensive or when I think because I've worked a lot in creative processes and things like it can be really easy when someone's like, Oh, it'd be cool if like the font was different or whatever. And you're like, you have no idea. Like that was hand lettered. It was, or, or whatever. Like, so you fucking hate me. You fucking no, hate me. No, but I no, Cause you're, you're always appreciative and you're not critical, but I mean, no, 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 oh, not me. I thought I'm you, saying in that moment, there's like, there's like, but it's, oh, you hate my font. You hate or me. Not, it's not even that. It's more like, Something I learned when I was learning tarot was, you know, like often whatever we're questioning, we attract people who make us want to defend it, you know? And I think for me, it's been separating things out so I don't feel shame about things that I may be unsure about or already like on the, the fence about. Or I've realized like I need to give myself a lot more gentleness, like when I'm changing or evolving or like putting something out in the world and that it's really important for me to be mindful of like who I'm talking to about it with or like, Oh my God. Because yeah, it's like, there's these two camps. There's the people who are like, Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Like, tell me all about it. Or there's the camp, you know, and I still have some friends in this that are like, you have a podcast like what are you even talking about on it and I'm like thank you thank you for exactly playing into my fear of who the fuck am I to have a podcast you know like oh my god remember what yeah remember when I said to you that a former friend was like you're like a business woman now and I was like (laughs) I love bitch I've been a I've been a business uh, yeah. woman since but I don't know about <laughs> I was 21. You, but like when people say that to me, like I can feel some shame sometimes of like, I know I'm not as on top of shit as I like could or should be that I'm like, I'm not that great about my bookkeeping. Like, I don't know how much I'm making each month. Like, I'm like, oh, everything's cool because I'm paying my bills and I'm making money. But I'm like, I should be more on top of this. So when someone's like, oh, my God, you are a little boss bitch or something. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> I'm not really, you know, our partnership has taught me so much about shame and in like the creative process and how I felt for so long, like I didn't have it figured out or I should know more. You know, I've said this before. I I had so many good on paper jobs, great on paper jobs, you know, that were like really easy to impress a room full of like, you know, your high school friends, parents, (laughs) They're like, wow, that's great. You know, you're not a fuck up anymore. Yeah. Like, that's what I think of. And then I'm like, hey, bitches, I'm moving to Mexico to read tarot and teach yoga. And they're like, that's a risk. But I think I work so, what I've uncovered, especially in the past couple of years, is I work so hard. And I don't mean this in like any sort of like martyr way at all. I'm blessed beyond measure that I get to do what I love and have a relaxed schedule doing it. But I, throw myself into these things and I focus so much. I put so much time and thought and effort into it. And I really, so much of it has stemmed from the shame that 
I'm this big fuck up that is never going to actually succeed. And like, who am I to think I am? And it's definitely, you know, gotten a lot better. I've healed a lot of that, but I still find myself getting drawn into these spaces that, you know, thought spaces that feel like, come on, you got to work harder. Like, come on, you got to clean this up. Come on, you got to do more. Like, and it stems so much from shame. And, and when you and I started working together, I remember being very like, okay, don't be defensive. If she doesn't like something like that's okay, you know? And I just had to let it go from the beginning because I knew if I didn't, I would be like, oh, I did it wrong, you know? And one thing you used to say to me all the time that like, I would really want to crawl into a hole and die. I'm not sure if you know this, not that it was coming from you, but you'd be like, nobody knows what it is. And I'm like, Anna, how don't they know what it is, Anna? I'm trying so hard to tell people what it is, Anna. And you were so right in so many ways. And it just shows me like how much vulnerability and shame dance together in this fucked up and also beautiful way of like when I released that shame and was able to be vulnerable and be like, yeah, you know, I see that. And I'm putting myself out there. It evolved into something so much greater and more meaningful and expansive because I wasn't holding so tightly and gripping to the shame and being defensive or shrinking. Yeah. You know? I mean, and you, would have moments. Oh, I mean, I absolutely knew at times. What? What do you mean? And you, you, mean? you would have moments, <laughs> and I would be like, "Oh, she's in." Like, I've hit, I've hit a nerve yeah. or something. I've yeah. hit a nerve. But I mean, I have to say, I think you had. I mean, like, I think that's why this works. I think, like, I think we felt a really strong sense of like. Oh, like we knew we were supposed to work together. We didn't know why, like we're figuring it out. And it was like, because I think we could figure out that dance. Like I wouldn't take it personally and was like, I've also, I think empathized and was like, I would feel the same way too. That if someone came in was like, okay. But also I think sometimes you would like be in your fields or something and then you would process and you would come back and then we would like figure it out, you know? And like, so she would be like, it says right here. Or you would like screenshot something. And I would be like, Oh yeah, that's such a me thing to do. Prove yeah. it. Well, Christina, prove and, it. <laughs> I mean, which I mean, I, re I mean like part of why, like I laugh is cause like I'm the same way. And my thing was like, no, like I'm not criticizing you. It's more like I'm on your side of like, I agree. I don't get how people don't understand this but it is the feedback like that's what we have to deal with and a big thing with shame is it's like it tells you you're not worthy it tells you you don't like you're not worthy you're not good enough you're not good enough for this and I think sometimes like I don't know about you how many things have you either like fucked up or relationships you've let go or people that you've been like, oh, wow, we can't have this discussion or whatever, because shame got in the way. And oh that's God. like, there were so many too. times, like in the process, like when we, when we rebranded the website, there were so many moments that I was like, any doubts that I had, like, I don't anymore, B both for me personally, in the sense of like, I felt like every time I was like, I'm going to send her a reference or send her an idea. And she's going to be like, this is too far. You're insane. Or like you, you know, like I kept having this, like, cause of my like fears of rejection and stuff that I was like, there was going to be something that made you be like, JK changed my mind. I'm out, you know? And it wasn't about you. It was nothing to do with your behavior. No, I get yeah. It. it was my first, no, for sure. Is. My, I mean, like for real, real, my thing, but it was Interesting. And I remember saying to friends, I was like, honestly, Nina's having a really good attitude. Like I would have a much, I would be much more immature and in my feels and <laughs> would have been like, okay, fine. Like we'll change it. And we like, we have to figure out what's going on, but you need to be like way, way nicer to me about it. <laughs> I like the tough love. And I also, I think, you know, I was thinking about an, an old friend I had yesterday because part of my shame, I think, and I don't know if you, if you feel this is 
and we talked about this on friendship a little bit. Like, did I let go too soon or did I put the yeah. boundary up? Was I too, you know, firm? And a f- old friend of mine, we had, she had a wedding, like a really extravagant wedding in Greece and it was super expensive and I didn't, we didn't have like a lot of money then at all. And we really like stretched ourselves to go and it was a great experience, blah, 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 except for it really wasn't when we were there because her family was kind of a nightmare. And, and I went out of my way to like celebrate her as a friend does. And I got back and I called her when I got pregnant and I will never forget this moment. I was sitting, I was standing outside and I told her and she, the first thing out of her mouth was, oh, oh, we're trying to. And I was like, you just got married, man. Like, you can't just be like, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Like, it just was so bizarre. And so her and I went back and forth. And then this other thing happened where she sent me a message and was like, um, ready? So I'm pregnant in living in Mexico. And she sends me a message asking if Zika virus is bad because she's thinking about getting pregnant and will be soon be traveling to Mexico. Exactly. And I wrote back and I was like, are you kidding me? And I was just so frustrated, but my shame spiral was, I was thinking about her the other day and I ended the friendship because when I went to talk to her about it, she literally shut down on every single level. And, and I don't think she's a bad person or no. Yeah. What I found so fascinating was when I was like, Hey, this is why I'm really bothered. And I don't want to feel this way. Let's talk about it. Her response was, I don't know what to say. And I don't know where we go from here. And I was like, so you just don't want to talk at all about it. And she couldn't, she couldn't like, she was like, I was just trying to connect with you. So I guess I did it wrong and that's it. Like, and we never were friends again. And, I, and I, it was sucks. so sad. Because, like that's. Yeah, that's, it did. And it's it like, did suck. I shouldn't be interrupting you, but I'm like, I'm so. Well, don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I, so many relationships that I felt like the conflict, the feelings, whatever, like felt doable, like felt navigable. I think mm. because of shame just wasn't, you know, like, or emotional maturity yes. or something. I think it was more shame, to be honest, that people had no yes. idea maybe how to tend to themselves or to, I mean, like I, I, like I give this former friend of yours credit for being honest in the sense of like, I don't know where we go. Like, you know, like I'm out I've I've exceeded my skill set because that takes a certain level of self-awareness, you know, but like, it's like, okay. So if you were trying to connect fair, like I'll hear you on that. Like, why is it so horrible to hear like that? It, didn't work why you know like why does that have to like cause a shame spiral I you know and if it does why does that you know end so much for so many people you know like I I think about about like relationships relationships. or yeah romantic yeah exactly I think so many men or boys really were scared to like, I'd just go in with like my baggage and be like, I'm dropping it off your house and we can talk about my shame, you know, like we can unpack it together. (laughs) They'd be like, I don't want to look at anything. Like I'm, I want to drink, binge drink and like pretend that nothing exists inside of me. And I'd be like, let's talk. About yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> and I would be like, cool. So I'm pretty good at the like talking stuff. So we could like figure this out together. Together. We're going to figure it out together. And what I had so much shame around in that space was so many kind of exits regard like, and I didn't realize it wasn't a reflection of me. It wasn't that I was doing something wrong. Although I share the same of like being way too emotionally slutty for me. I don't care about them. Although I do care about them. I care about get, like fire hosing people yeah. with stuff. I don't think that's we've you know, learned, nice. but it, it wasn't coming we've from learned. a bad place with us at that time. No, it was coming it was from just a, like, like a harmed place, like which is different. I think it's also just like a way to be like, it felt so much like, okay, let me get this out of the way. Oh, so I was like, if let you're going to go, you might as well go now. Like, let me tell you, it's going to be, 
for me, it was like, it, it was trying to build false intimacy. It was like, it's going to be yeah, way more exactly. painful if I like get to know you and like get invested in you. And then you learn these things about me and leave. Like, let me just be really mm-hmm. inappropriate and barf it all at you yep. right now, <laughs> regardless of consent, regardless of if like you even give a shit about me, you know, like, <laughs> let me just like, Oh, like you don't You're even like at a cocktail, at a cocktail party. Like, like you don't even buy sheets. And yet I'm like, let me tell you my trauma, you know, like that's oh my God, who totally. I was like, that's this, this is who you should trust with your yeah. inner parts of self. Like yeah. baby Anna, come on, you know, like I know. And those, those moments of shame, I think for healing shame has a lot to do in my mind, in my opinion with forgiving and witnessing or just keeping those past versions of ourselves safe and close and being like, you know what? you're fine. Like it wasn't the end of the world. Everything is okay. We don't need to like bury you. You'll survive it. Kill you. You know, there's so many like meditations and stuff about like letting the past selves go. And, and while I agree with that, I don't think we have to just completely dismiss. I don't think it's healthy to completely dismiss any version of ourselves. Like they are part of us. I think it's kind of fake to be honest. Like, I think it's, I think it's kind of a different problem. Like, and I mean, this is a thing too, like, in weight loss and like I catch friends sometimes when they'll be like if they've lost weight like whatever whatever anyone wants to do with their body is their prerogative but when they start being like I was disgusting before I'm like don't talk about my friend like that you weren't that's not true like previous you wasn't this like you know goblin and now you're a saint like I don't I don't love that idea Mm. I try to like Mm -hmm. I laugh a lot which surprises no one but I do try to, I'm like, oh, baby Anna, like, you know, and I felt so for, I don't know, you might like this story, you might not. We'll we'll, we'll see. Let's get into it. I Can't got wait. briefly obsessed with Y7 yoga, <laughs> which is, I had talked so much shit about hot yoga that I should have been so embarrassed to show my face in there. And Katie Storino, who used to have a blog, now she just on Instagram is her name, but she used to have a blog, The 12-ish Style, and Hunter Grady, I think, who's the Sports Illustrated model. She's a plus-size model, blah, blah, blah. You could, like, go work out with them. They were, like, doing a thing. You could go take, like, movement classes with them. They were like, oh, are you intimidated? Like, come to Soul Cycle with us. Come to stuff. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I like these women. I like the work they do. I'm trying to get back into moving more. This would be good, you know? So one of them was Y7, which is funny because Melissa, who's a good friend of mine and also our publicist now, had been trying to get me there. And I was like, guess where I am right now? And she's like, where? I was like, Y7. She's like, shut up. She'd been trying to get me there for like two years. Anyway. I ended up going, ended up loving it. Something about, I don't like heat. I don't like sweating. Yet apparently I really dig it in the dark with like a great soundtrack. Then I'm, but I felt so high afterwards, like because of the sweating, I think that I was like newly converted, super into it was going all the time. So anyway, I'm there one day. And if you don't know how Y7 works, you do three flows or you do the same flow three times. Sorry. Yeah. And you get to like free swim during the flow at one point. And it's usually for about a minute and a half, two minutes. And I love that they're really good about like honoring that, like whatever you want to do, they're totally fine with that. There's always someone who wants to do handstands, you know, like there's always someone who kind of wants to show off in every, every class. class. So when I had come in and I'd already clocked who that was going to be, And this chick had been like practicing and, you know, so anyway, she starts doing handstands and it's, we're so sweaty. She slips, slams onto the ground, lets out the loudest fart in the history of the universe. Stop it. No. It's against a wood floor, which makes it even louder. She hits the floor. It's like, bam. And she's like, lets out the fart. It's truly comical. Like, like going on forever oh, and she goes oh, oh no <laughs> and just lays there and so she's trying to like at the end of class she's trying to like wait as if we don't know who she is you know or what's happened 
to like leave last, you know, which I was like, that's an interesting approach. I would have gotten out of there immediately. And I went up to her and I said, call your mom, call your best friend, tell them what happened. I was like, because she was like mortified. I was like, you, you, there's no reason to be ashamed. I mean, I was like, yeah, I get it. It's embarrassing. But like farting is also hilarious. Like you need to call people <laughs> and laugh about this. So you're not haunted by it. No, I understand why I don't like the, why I kind of don't yes. like the story. Got it. And yes. she was like, no, that's so <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> you know, and I was like, I get it. You're in a shame spiral. But anyway, like a week later, <laughs> I saw her again and she was like, what is your name? You saved my life. Like, like, I didn't want to do what you you told me to do, but I called my best friend and we laughed and she's like, and I felt totally fine about it. And I absolutely would not have felt that way if I had not done it. And I was like, mm. oh, like I've gotten something. And when I learned how to work with shame in that regard of, of, of like doing some of that self-processing, like you were talking about earlier of kind of going like, mm, what did that hit, you know, to then also telling someone, you know, like, mm. And I think I've learned, like, you're someone I'll tell stuff that I'm ashamed about because it's like, you never meet me with judgment. So I'll be like, ooh, I'm feeling a little this or I'm feeling self-conscious or I'm sensitive about the, you know, like, those might be the words I'm using. But like, we know it's coming back of like shame, you know, like this is something that like can spark shame or something for me, you know. And I would just say to anyone as we start to wrap up, like, don't talk to everyone. Don't be emotionally slutty about it. Like, because... It's not like that's a bad thing, but don't choose poorly in terms of who you're trusting this piece of yourself with. If you tell people the things you're ashamed of that, like, you know, for a fact, like, love you and see you, they maybe don't even have to love you, but like genuinely like you and don't judge you or criticize you or maybe project the things they're ashamed of on you it's a real game changer. Like you might be talking to someone at Y7 and being like, don't be embarrassed, girl. I love that piece. And I think it's such an important thing to think about the second step after we talk it out with ourselves to share something. That's such an important distinction for me, like sharing something with someone is different than asking them to like take it away or fix it. And that's why I personally like paused telling people that I telling a lot of people or telling certain people because I realized I wasn't, I was expecting something and what you encouraged her to do is so beautiful. And I think so healing in a ridiculous, you know, story, but to release something and, but in not a way like, oh my God, please take this away from me. Just, oh my God, this happened and I need to like put it <laughs> Oh, to she rest. would have much preferred I hadn't talked to her for sure. <laughs> Obviously. But then how happy was she that because you did, exactly, right? I think about how many Because you saw her and you're like, I see her. I see yes. you. And I'm not shaming. I'm not doubling down on the shame. I think that's such a huge part of it. It's like when we go to somebody and they, they either feel awkward or they don't know what to do with it. It's kind of like hot potato. They're like, uh, yeah. And then they like throw it back to you and you're like, oh, yeah, fuck. no, for sure. And, yeah. How many times have you told someone like or, you hurt my feelings and they're like, oh my God, I'm the worst for hurting your feelings. And you're like, wait, why am I comforting you? You know? Oh, that's, oh, well, that, that's what I was taught. Yeah. You know, yeah. That it was either don't talk about it because I don't want to hear it or it was, oh my God. And then I was like, let me clean up your fucking mess, you know? So I have two Brene quotes that I wanted. One, shame corrodes the very part of us that believes we are capable of change, which I really liked. And when I look at narcissism through the vulnerability lens, I see the shame-based fear of being ordinary. I see the fear of never feeling extraordinary enough to be noticed, to be lovable, to belong, mm. or to cultivate a sense of purpose. Mm. Yes, please. I'll have that one. Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to like that. And I think that it's so like the doubling down of the shame. If you feel shame for sure, try not to compound your shame. But yeah, I think about how many things when I was younger, I carried for so long or like replayed for myself. And if I had just said something or like laughed about it or been like, oh my gosh, that was so awkward or whatever. The energy, I the the space, the energy, the you know, like mm. 
uh, I could have saved power yes, uh, that like the power we give it when we're just in our fucking Ugh, heads crazy. About it. Oh my God. Or the, or the body, you know, whatever. It's just, yeah. Saying it, processing it and whatever way, you know, even if it's, if you don't want to talk about it, but you want to write yep. it down or you want to like move it out or you want to scream like any of that, but physically, mentally, spiritually like moving it away from you so you're not like oh, now I'm literally never that girl could have never gone back to that studio which frankly like if I were her I probably same, would yeah have. understood yeah definitely never and the same class so, <laughs> absolutely not ever but good for her and just what a teacher you know you are and not like a gross way to be like hey I see you and it, you're still fine like and it is funny you know it's well definitely embarrassing but it's fine. yes and like what you're saying is something I do for myself where sometimes I'll say things aloud and I'll be like I am so embarrassed right now like literally to myself yeah. I'll just say it aloud all the time but I also will remind myself like because shame is so much about like divorcing you from your sense of self in a way that it's important like we internalize it so lightning quick that like this makes me a bad person the more I think even if you say it aloud like I am not a bad person because I farted in a yoga class like you can hear the absurdity before you misfile it in your brain so I find that helpful sometimes when I feel shame to be like I'm not a bad person because I'm flawed like I'm not a bad person because I made a typo like it helps me to say it aloud to hear it for the absurdity of it you know Right. Yeah. Agreed. I think even if it's something, you know, on the more serious side of things, like if you are an addict or you have been arrested or whatever it is, right? Societal, like society has deemed inappropriate or that's not largely accepted. It's the same rule applies. Yeah. You know, everybody has. Those are things you did. They're not who you are. Right. Exactly. All right, I think that's a good note to leave it on. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Miss Winter is going to be weird with us. Welcome. (laughs) That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.